Welcome to the Small Business Big Life Podcast. My name is Derek Van Ness, and I'm the lead wealth strategist and founder at Big Life Financial, where we use innovative tax and financial strategies to help business owners keep more of the money they make and be a whole lot smarter at growing it. We believe every person has something unique and valuable to bring to the world, but far too often money stops them from sharing those gifts. We're here to fix that problem by helping people get money out of the way so they can unleash their full potential on the world. Stick around to the end of the show, and I'll even reveal how you can be the next guest on one of the fastest growing daily inspirational podcasts on the planet. So let's get this thing started now. Well, welcome everybody. Derek Van Ness here with the Small Business Big Life Podcast. Excited to be here today and drop some more knowledge on you, share some more stories and help you to gain insights that can only be gotten by the people who are on the trenches and out there making it happen in the real world. Today, I have Nelson Tressler and his company is called I Got Smarter. And he's got some really cool technology and some great things that his company does, but I'm going to let him do a quick introduction of who he is, but welcome to the show, Nelson. Uh, thanks for having me, Derek. Yeah, my name is Nelson Tressler. I am the founder and CEO of I Got Smarter, which is a goal fulfillment uh, program accompanied by an app. And I am also the author of the Unlucky Sperm Club. You are not a victim of your circumstances, but a product of your choices. Yeah, that's a really awesome name. We do sometimes talk because I, I teach wealth strategy and uh, we talk about the Lucky Sperm Club. So yeah. I, lo I love the name of the book and we're, I'm going to have to ask you a little bit more about that. But before I do that, Nelson, you know, you've built a business. You guys have obviously done a couple, you know, you've written a book, you've started an app, and I'm sure a lot of other things that go along with that. If you could look back and give a piece of advice to someone who's, you know, building their business or, you know, maybe a couple steps behind you or just getting started, what do you think you would tell them that you think is the most important thing you could pass on in a, a minute or two? Yeah, I mean, I, I think the best advice I, I could give anybody is get started, you know, start where you're at. There's so many people out there that have these great ideas, but, you know, they want to wait until all the traffic lights are green before they, you know, start on that journey. And, you know, what I found in, you know, I've started more than 10 businesses. What I found is mm. it's a lot like walking through fog, like you can't see but a foot or two in front of you. But as you take those steps, you know, that fog starts to open up and you start to realize either what you don't know or, you know, uh, you get a better vision of, of what that uh, scenery is going to look like each additional step that you take. So start where you're at. Don't wait for whatever, but just get started. Yeah. I'm a huge believer in that. And I think what holds a lot of people back and tell me if this is your experience is that they're like, well, I'm going to be kind of bad at this. I'm, I'm not very good. I'm going to look dumb. I'm not experienced. And my thought is before you're good, you're going to be bad. So you may as well just start sucking and, and get with it. Yeah, I I love that advice, and I and I take that advice in myself all the time. You know, I I work with a perfectionist, and he wants everything to be perfect, and I'm just like, you know what, we're gonna suck. Let's get it over with and and start this journey. And uh, you know, it all it seems to always work out. Yeah, I I agree a hundred percent. You can only see so much from the sidelines, right? You got to get on the field. Uh, very cool. So you have a super interesting story 
about like kind of where you came from. A lot of times I talk to people about their business journey, but I think especially based on what you do uh, with helping people achieve their goals and get where they want to go in life and all of that. And with your book being called The Unlucky Sperm Club, just tell me where that comes from. Tell me your story about what kind of drove you to get where you are. And and I do want to hear a little more about those 10 businesses. Yeah. Well, I have quite the original origin story. My mom became pregnant with me when she was 15 years old. And while she was pregnant with me, her father, who was the local trash collector in a small town in Pennsylvania, drove into the town square. There he spotted two police officers. He stuck a gun out the window and opened fire on those police officers, killing one and critically wounding another. He was eventually captured and brought to stand trial where he was facing the death penalty for what he had done. Uh, During his trial, my mom got up and testified that the reason that her father had shot and killed that police officer was that that police officer had raped her and she was now pregnant with his baby, me. And, uh, you know, her testimony worked. Her, Her father's first trial ended in a hung jury. Uh, The next trial, they took the death penalty off the table, and my grandfather was found guilty and sentenced to life in prison without the possibility of parole, where he ended up spending the rest of his life more than 40 years behind bars. Wow. So I don't know how old you were when you heard that story or kind of got the truth of it, but I'm guessing that has a pretty profound impact on how you view your own life, where you came from, who you are. Is that correct? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, and and that's what the Unlucky Sperm Club is about. It's a, it's about a lot of the things that I went through as a youth. You know, believe it or not, my life didn't get any easier. You know, my mom is 15 years old. She eventually marries a man who becomes my stepfather. Come to find out that he's an alcoholic, very emotionally and physically abusive to me and my mom on a daily basis. And dealing with all of that, they eventually have four more children. And because of their lifestyle, you know, I'm forced to really care for my siblings. You know, eventually, you know, it takes a toll on me. I fail the fourth grade, straight F's. You know, I miss 60 days of school. And eventually, you know, uh, my stepfather is walking home drunk from a bar one night. And a drunk driver is driving home drunk from that bar. They end up hitting and killing him. And it's at this time that my mom, who, you know, she has five children now, just dropped out of school in the eighth grade, never worked outside of the home, decides that, you know, she can't do it anymore. She's not going to be able to care for her family. And she decides to take her own life. And fortunately, she was not successful. But uh, after her attempted suicide, uh, our family got split up. And then that's when I went to go live with my grandmother, who's the wife of the man who shot and killed the police officers. And that's kind of where my life took a different turn and all my basic needs started to get mad. I didn't have to worry about my stepfather coming home drunk and beating me or my mom. And I could start focusing on my life and what I really wanted for my life. Wow. So I'm just guessing that that gives, I have chills here, uh, that gives such a perspective when you're in one situation and you, you, you know, which clearly uh, all the cards appeared to be stacked against you. And then you go to another situation where all of a sudden the basic needs are met and things are a lot more stable. Tell me about the difference, because I think a lot of people feel that way 
you know, maybe their circumstances are different or not quite as extreme, but certainly financially, there are plenty of people out there who have instability and got to keep the wolf away from the door. And, you know, um, just share with me the difference in mindset and, and how much of a difference that makes and how that plays into what you guys do with your business. Yeah, I mean, if you if you're always uh, focused on just getting by or surviving, mm-hmm. uh, you're not going to be creative. You're not going to be looking for opportunities. You're not going to see the opportunities that are out there. So the first thing is to you know get uh, comfortable, get you know get past that survival mindset and get into the thrive mindset and be mm-hmm. looking for those opportunities and be looking to really reach your potential. And that's one of the things in our program is we're always striving to reach our potential and become that best version of ourselves. And if you're if you're in the trenches and just worried about making it through another day, uh, you know, <clears throat> becoming the best version of yourself is way down on on your list of priorities. It's it's about making it through another day. And I think there's so many people in life that are just doing that. Is they're just trying to survive, trying to make it through the next day instead of really out there trying to reach their potential. Yeah. Well, and and because our our listeners are business owners, right? I want to speak to that version, some version of that, which is, you know, we're barely making ends meet. I'm barely making payroll or rent. We're barely surviving, right? Which is a little different than like being on the street, but your mind and the way that you interpret it, your fight or flight is still similar. Uh, So when, when I talk to some of those people, it does seem like there's just too much of a gap to bridge in their brain between like, Hey, I got to figure out how I'm going to eat dinner tonight. And like planning a vision, even a three month, six month, one year vision, how do you help people jump over that bridge and kind of get to, you know, get away from the urgent and get to the important as uh, Tony Robbins would say. Yeah. So in our app, I got smarter um, in our (laughs) program, you know, we, we have a morning and an evening ritual, but we plan all of our goals out into what we call a four-week sprint. A, a lot of times you talked about setting goals for uh, you know, a year or, or five years or 10 years, and we all have those huge goals that are going to take that long. But mm-hmm. what we found is when you break those big goals down into a four-week sprint, and then you put milestones within that four-week sprint, your mind can wrap itself around what am I going to have to do today and this week to hit this milestone. And and your mind can wrap around where you're going to be in four weeks. And then all of a sudden, it it sounds doable, you know, as opposed mm-hmm. to something that I want to do a year from now or even five years from now, your brain just kind of, you know, throws up its hand, so to speak, and just feels like it's so far, so big that it can accomplish it, or mm-hmm. that it's so far into the future that there's no sense of urgency. There's really nothing that I can do today to accomplish that goal. And by us breaking those goals down into these bite-sized pieces where we know exactly what we need to do every single day to accomplish it, mm-hmm. we actually work towards it. And then eventually we get there. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. I, I wrote a an article that's been probably the best read article I've ever written. And one of the key premises to that is the grand is made up of the minuscule. And it sounds like yeah. you guys are really good at breaking the mountain down into grains of sand, right? And you can yeah. do a grain of sand. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you, you know, when you look at success as a yard, it's hard. When you look at, 
at it as an inches, it's a cinch. And I really believe that, you know, that's the way our mind works is we like, you know, we like to see progress. Uh, and, and as we continue to make these little tiny steps, we get addicted to that and mm-hmm. we start really, you know, success begets success. And, and we're able to really build upon every small step. And eventually, you know, as I said here, talking to, you know, I, I look back 25 years ago, I couldn't have even imagined that I w- would be able to be living the life that I'm living now. And it was those small little choices that I made every single day. Very cool. So like in the financial world, when I talk to business owners and people, like the first step I tell people is you want to start saving 10%, right? And it doesn't seem sexy. It's not cool. It doesn't feel like it's going to change the world. But like you said, it's this small step that people can take that that success begets success. You see your bank account building. You're like, wow, your confidence grows. You feel better. So can you give us, what are some examples of like, I realize it depends on the goal, but I'm assuming there's a couple of foundational things because a lot of this is about confidence, right? And are there a couple of foundational steps that our listeners, if they're not doing them or if they're caught in that system of overwhelm, a couple of key steps that you feel like would be great starting points or examples of starting points so they can kind of wrap their head around it? Sure. Yeah. I mean, part of our app, we have what we call a morning ritual and we start every single day by doing this morning ritual and there's a lot built into it. And, uh, you know, the first thing is, is we give thanks, you know, we're, we're always have that attitude of gratitude because no matter what, if you're not happy with what you have now, you're not going to be happy with what you receive. We don't want you to be satisfied. We want you we want you to be, you know, have that attitude of gratitude where you're at. So every day we just start with those little steps. And then we start by really uh, reviewing our goals and then planning out each and every day. What's the one thing that I can do today to further that goal? And every day as you do that, it just builds upon uh, each other. And you, you talked about financial. I mean, somebody who is broke, and they're thinking, you know what, in five years, I want to have $50,000 in the bank. Well, it seems so big. It seems so far away. It seems so undoable. Sure. But we kind of use that example as well as in the first month, what if you were able to just cut out you know, $50 out of your expenses, you know, mm-hmm. by getting rid of cable or redoing something or reshopping your insurance, anything like that. Now, all of a sudden, now you have that extra money. And then we, and then the next month we work on something else. Mm-hmm. We have that long-term perspective, which I don't think is very sexy or fashionable right now in the world we live in. Everybody wants that instant gratification, but that's not the way success works. You know, you have to have that long-term perspective and understand that that you're eventually going to get there, but it's going to take time and effort and work and a lot of times patience. Yeah. Yeah. I love that you're saying that because one of the guys that I kind of have a man crush on right now, his name's Chamath Palihapitiya. And this guy's doing like incredible things. They just bought, uh, bought SoFi or Sophie, whatever that lending company is. And, and they, they bought another company. But when you talk to this guy, self-made billionaire, he, he basically helped take uh, Facebook from like a couple hundred million to like however many billions of users. Really, really smart guy. But he said the the same thing that you're talking about here. It's about having that long-term vision and doing the hard work. You know, he's doing things like how do we tackle diabetes? Well, diabetes, you know, he he's seven years into a company because his father apparently passed away of diabetes. 
<clears throat> and like people know there's money there, but that's the hard money, right? People are, yeah. other people are focused on how do I make the next DoorDash, like a little food delivery app. And it's like, that's not going to change the world, right? Ultimately, like people are trying to cash in, but what you're talking about here is meaningful work and being willing to put in the time to, to really get there, do the unsexy things, because in my opinion, truly that's where massive change, like the, the real change that matters in the world happens. So I, I appreciate you putting that there because it is worth the work. And a lot of what I've seen, I don't know, you've, you've started 10 businesses, so maybe you can share your insight on this, but uh, a lot of what I've seen is if people start something just for the money, there, there always comes a point where the business is not worth the money, right? Like you're, you're in a cash flow crunch. It becomes too hard. You have to come up, come up against some challenges that were way harder than you thought or unforeseen. Um, but if you know that this is like something I'm here to do as a human being, this work matters, you'll get through it. And if you're just in it for the money, you'll quit. Um, have you seen that with any of your businesses or, or your personal experience? Yeah, I mean, one thing, you know, I I think that you always have to have that strong why on why you do anything, and uh, you know, we we start that with our strong why. In fact, we call it our obsession. Why do you have to do this? And you know, with with I got smarter. I mean, we want to literally we want to change the world one person and one inspiring goal at a time and the way that we are going to do that is we're going to change our users world our our little world that we each live in because that's how you change the entire world so yeah. uh, i i think doing that i mean i like i said i've been involved with um you know, we are fortunate enough to build out one of the largest privately owned pet resorts in the country. Mm. And, wow. you know, the, the reason for doing that is because, you know, my pets hated when we went on vacation and we put them at the vet's office and, you know, they would literally be mad at me for a week because I locked them <laughs> away for a week in a small little kennel. And, you know, so I knew there were other people out there that wanted a different experience for for their pets. And so we started that so that other people could not have that guilt ridden feeling while they're out on a beach and their and their pets were, you know, in a small little cage at the vet's office. So you, you have to start with that obsession, with that strong why, because life gets hard, you know, and business gets hard. You touched on it. And when things get hard and you don't have that strong why, that obsession that's driving you uh, to get through those things, that's when people quit. And that's another thing that our program, I Got Smarter, does is it almost makes it impossible for you to quit. That's the only way you can ever fail at anything is when you quit. Agreed. A hundred percent. Like some, sometimes when I don't know what to do, I just tell myself, just get started. And then the stack, second step is just keep going. And amazingly, when I take that very simple approach, I'm just going to start, just going to start walking in the direction I want to go. And when things come or come up, whether it's a mountain or a valley or a river or a lake, I just keep walking. And amazingly, I always get through it. So Tell me a little about the app. How, how does this work? What do you think really makes this different? Because I'll be straight with you. I'm a little burnt on goal setting. There's a ton of it out there. There's a ton of it that doesn't work. The entire country or world sets goals every, you know, every New Year's Eve. And by now, half of them have given up on that. And it's, you know, it's in the back or the rear view mirror, the back seat. How do you guys do that? What makes you different? Why, why does this work? 
Yeah. In fact, 92% of people fail or, or give up on their new year's resolutions by January 15th. So uh, (laughs) (laughs) it's, it's even worse than that. And that was one of the reasons that I, I knew that this business would change people's lives and, and their worlds. But I think there's a lot of things involved in our program that make a difference. I mean, I used goals for the last 25 years to kind of come where I've just told you about, mm-hmm. you know, to be becoming the the top producer worldwide for a, a top five commercial real estate firm. I just celebrated my 25th wedding anniversary last week. You know, I've built wow. businesses. I've written a book and I have dyslexia. So, I mean... Uh, these are the things that I've used, actually used over the last 25 years to, to be living this life that I literally have to pinch myself every day. But there's a lot of things in there. And, and you touched upon taking that first step. I mean, one of our philosophies is, you know, we don't have a knowledge problem. We have an execution problem. We just don't do what we know we need to do. And the app helps you do that. But there's a lot of... Um, there's a lot of little things in there that that encourage you to go. And one of the things is, is we have a not an accountability partner because these are your goals. You're not really accountable to anybody else but yourself. We call we call it a success partner. And what what this success partner does is they encourage you and motivate you and inspire you to continue. And through our app, you can invite a success partner to come in and join the program with you. And and they're working on their goals, you're working on your goals. But through the app, you see, we talked about that morning ritual. You see when your success partner did their morning ritual. And all hmm. of a sudden you're like, oh man, I've got to do mine. Yeah. You know, Derek just did his. I, you know, I got to get mine done. And and then I see, you know, Derek, if you've checked off a milestone or a goal to do. So there's that communication through the app where you see your partner progressing and and then you you kind of get motivated to do your own thing. And then you can communicate, you know, if it becomes 1130 and you see that your partner hasn't done their morning ritual, you can inspire them and send them a little message and say, Hey, let's get that day planned. And there's a lot of little things like that in there. We, every one of our goals has a self-imposed reward and a self-imposed uh, negative consequence because we found you're either running towards pleasure or you're running away from pain. So we've wanted to touch both of those. But me as your partner, Derek, I can say, you know what, Derek, you said you're going to hit this goal at the end of this four week sprint. Mm-hmm. You know what? I believe in you. And if you don't do that, I'm going to set a negative uh, consequence for me. Uh, based off of you. So if you don't hit that, maybe I'm going to, you know, sing shirtless on uh, YouTube. Uh, Girls want to have fun. Now, you may be willing to let yourself down. uh, But if you know that your, you know, your success partner is willing to put his neck on the line, and he's going to have to sing shirtless on YouTube, I'm hoping that you're going to do absolutely everything that you can to to hit that milestone and hit those goals. Yeah, it, it's funny. I mean, that particular one, I might be like, maybe I won't hit my goals quite because I want to see that. But <laughs> I, no, I, I 100% agree that you'll do way more for other people than you will for yourself. Like my belief is if you have um, vision, you know why you're doing what you're doing. If you have structure, you know what needs to be done, how to do it and when you're going to do it. And then you have accountability, which is what you're talking about. And accountability is what I find most people are lacking. So is this is this partner somebody that you're 
that you invite? Is this someone who's through the company? Um, and how do people pick the right one? Because I'll tell you right now, we used to teach something called the power hour, which is this morning ritual idea. And husbands and wives would try to be each other's accountability partners. And that's just danger zone. So how does somebody pick a good partner? Yeah, I think I I think familiarity is is not a great uh, trait for a for a success partner. I think it should be somebody that you you kind of know. Like through the app, I got smarter. You you invite the person. So and and we give you some kind of uh, ideas on how to pick a good good success partner. But you should pick somebody who's going to be there to encourage you and motivate you and inspire you. This isn't somebody who's going to browbeat you when you when you mess up because we're not we're not looking for perfection. We're looking for progress. That's one yeah. of our philosophies, and we understand. You know what? You're going to have a bad day. You're going to have, you might even have a bad week or a bad month, but that's what this success partner is there for: is to help you get back on the wagon, so to speak. Because so many people have that bad day or they have that bad week, and then they throw their hands up, they give up on their goals, and and then they wait till the next January first to do it all over again. And that's what this program will do is after you have that bad week, you know, whether it's in January or February or March, your success partner is there to get you back up on the program and to continue so that you don't waste, you know, nine months not working on your goals because we know that time is our most precious resource and uh, we don't want to waste a second of it. Absolutely. Agree 100%. I did a couple of trainings last year because, you know, 2020 was <laughs> a few people got thrown off and we we did a couple of like, all right, reset button. We did one in June or July that was like, let's think of this as halftime. Your team's way behind now. Let's rework our game plan and let's execute just because exactly what you said, people do have a tendency to give up when you get behind. So I, I love that you have mechanisms for all of these things. It sounds super cool. I'm probably going to download the app when we get off here. Um, And who knows, maybe I'll be able to give you a personal testimonial sometime soon, even though I consider myself to be very motivated. But I know that when I have clear, specific daily goals, I do better than when I just have big pictures. I'd be interested in trying this out. So, yeah, super, super cool. Um, Let me ask you about a challenge, Nelson. Obviously, building all these different companies and uh, love what you're saying about commercial real estate, because that's like such a huge business and very challenging to be super successful in. Uh, what's a challenge you've run into in building one of these businesses that you think, you know, there's a real lesson here that could, could translate to a lot of things, or maybe a lesson you've learned over and over that you could share with us where you, where you overcame a challenge. You know what? I I talk about this one in my book, the unlucky sperm club, but I, I build out a, um, a chain of children's daycare centers in Las Vegas. Mm-hmm. And uh, one of my directors left and my regional director wanted me to interview a person to take over one of the centers. And it was a, it was a man. Mm-hmm. And uh, I just had a bad feeling about it. You know, men have a bullseye on them in, in uh, daycares, but this man had worked for uh, a national chain and had been in the business for 10 years. And yeah. I still didn't want yeah. to do it. I just, you know, that gut feeling, yeah. I ended up hiring him and um, come to find out that uh, he, uh, he had molested a few of family friends. 
Mm. And uh, the news stations were outside of my centers. And this was during the last, you know, great recession. Mm. And I just kept kicking myself, you know, one because of hiring him, but, you know, going, not going against my gut. And, um, you know, fortunately he, he didn't hurt any of the kids at the daycare centers and we were able to, uh, uh, recover from that, but it was hard and it was a lot of sleepless nights and, you know, it was a relief that none of, none of my kids got hurt. I felt so bad for the ones that he did hurt, but if I would have just gone with my gut and you, you have that voice in the back of your brain that tries to talk you, you know, that's telling you what to do. And then, you know, you give in and don't do what your gut's telling you. I would say, go with your gut. It's right. You know, 9.9 times out of 10. So let me ask you on that. So, uh, totally a believer in going with your gut, but I also know that sometimes it's your brain that's, you know, creating all these stories for your gut. Yeah. How do you know when to trust your gut? And how do you know when it's your brain freaking out or being fearful? Because we talk a lot about mindset operating from abundance yeah. versus scarcity, from expansion versus contraction. And sometimes it is, at least for me, it's hard to tell, is this my gut or is this something my head's made up and now my stomach's sick, <laughs> right? Like, yeah. I think I've come, I've come to know the difference. Just, you know, I think your brain, you've got that prehistoric brain that's always yelling at you, you know, don't do this, stay here, stay comfortable, stay safe. You know, that's a different feeling than in the bottom of your gut, you know, you, you know, this isn't the best thing for you because one is fear and, Mm -hmm. and the other is an instinct. And I think it probably takes some some experience to know the difference between those, but you know, the fear, you know, it's okay to be scared. Just don't let it stop you. And and as far as, as far as the gut feeling goes, you know, it's, that's not a fear thing. It's it, I wasn't scared to hire him. I just knew uh, that I shouldn't and had that feeling that I shouldn't, it wasn't a fearful thing. Okay. Great distinction. Because I, I think that a lot of people come up against that and, uh, and I've heard it and I've been through it personally on both sides of it. So I, I totally appreciate you sharing your insight there with that. So um, tell us real quick, Nelson, about, you know, you guys have the app. How, what's the best way for people to engage with your company? Where do they find you? Um, how, do they, how do they connect with you? Yeah. So you can go to nelsontressler.com and the, the app is there. In fact, we're giving away 30 days free of the app. Uh, and after that 30 days, I mean, when I built this company, I wanted to build it so people who wanted to change their lives could do it and, and money was never going to be a problem. The mm-hmm. app is $10 a month. And, uh, sure. you know, if your goals and dreams aren't worth $10 a month, man, <laughs> you need to get bigger goals. And, you know, I, it, it really is our vision to change the world. And uh, we we never wanted money to be the issue for it. So you can go to nelsontressler.com. Everything's there. My book, The Unlucky Sperm Club is there. Mm-hmm. And then you can find us at Nelson Tressler on all the uh, social medias as well. Yeah. And we'll, we'll have the links down below for people who are, who are watching the video and looking at the show. So you can just go into the show notes and, and go ahead and collect that. Um, so Nelson, I always like to give people a chance right at the end here take a couple of minutes and and just say whatever it is that you want to say, need to say, feel like is a message that needs to go out there in the world to all of our business owners who are listening. Um, maybe just take a second, 
share what, what comes through. Yeah. I mean, the, the one philosophy, one of our philosophies that I got smarter is things only have the meaning that you're willing to give them. And as we are kind of going through a tough situation right now with COVID and the shutdowns and, you know, uh, the new normals out there, what meaning are, are you giving it? Because, you know, as I said in my book, The Unlucky Sperm Club, those things that I talked about, the way that my origin story, they used to weaken me and I hated talking about them. I didn't want anybody to know about them. Mm -hmm. But whenever I set out to do this new company and kind of thought about why I had lived the life that I lived, I gave the, that those circumstances a different meaning. And because I did that, same same things happened to me. But as soon as I started to give them a positive meaning and I started to gather strength from it and started to, it started to energize me instead of weaken me. So I truly believe, you know, you get to give meaning to everything that happens to you in your life. Why on earth would you give anything a negative meaning? And I know there's some circumstances out there that you'd have to be super creative to kind of <laughs> see the good part of it. Yeah. But I truly believe that if, if you are creative enough, that uh, you'll be able to find something good in every situation, every circumstance that happens to you. Listen, and that's coming from somebody who has clearly been dealt some difficult cards throughout life. So if, if anybody knows about that, uh, we've all had our hard times, but yours certainly sounds exceptional. So I truly appreciate you being here, Nelson, and just sharing the value that you have. This is what this is all about is, is you digging in, giving us a couple, a couple of nuggets of wisdom and letting us know what's, what's out there so that we can engage with you, um, your big vision and, and some of the things you're doing. I love that you're changing the world one person at a time. So I'm hoping each listener here is that one person. Take it on to be that because that's all you have control over anyway. And uh, I just thank you for, for sharing that. Yeah, I appreciate you having me on, Derek. Great conversation. Thank you. And uh, all of you listeners out there, we appreciate you sticking to the end. And uh, go check out Nelson's site. Get this thing in your repertoire and building that structure every single day for you so that you can be successful. Thanks for listening to the Small Business Big Life Show. If you're a six or seven figure business owner who'd like to be on the show, we'd love to talk about it. Just visit biglifefinancial.com slash guest to get the ball rolling. And if you heard something you loved on the show today, don't be shy about sharing it. And if you do, be sure to use the hashtag smallbusinessbiglife so we can see that you're sharing the love. And heck, if we swoon over your post, we might even pass it on to our many thousands of followers to help share the love and the spotlight with you. Speaking of love, if you like today's show, be sure to hit that subscribe button. You know why? Because then you'll never miss another episode and you can get all the motivation, inspiration, and insights with every new episode. Also, if you want to see everything else we're up to on YouTube, social media, or even in real life, you can always visit us at biglifefinancial.com. Well, that's it for today. My name's Derek Venice, and I want to personally thank you for being a part of the small business Big Life movement. Now get out there, create more than you consume, love people more than you need to, and believe in magic because yes, it does exist. Music